This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches... Then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, Dana. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's going on, Raider Nation? Coming to you guys after this Thursday night football game with the Eagles and the Packers. And there's one thing I learned after watching this game, and that's Raider fans can't even enjoy football, period, at this point. Doesn't even, not even just the Raider games. We're getting frustrated with our Raiders on Sunday. But then we go out, we watch these games like this, and when you go out there and you see uh, defenses making plays. You go out there, you see a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest of all time. You see him go out there uh, making those phenomenal plays that he always makes. And it gets you frustrated because you want to see the Raiders do stuff like that. But, you know, hopefully have no fear. Let's hope that this is a bounce back week because uh, we really need it. And, you know, heading into the season, of course, a lot of us had high hopes. I had really high hopes. Um, and you like to think that this team is at least a 500 team. You like to think that we can win eight games. And if we're going to win, if we're going to go eight and eight, it'd be nice to start off right now and go two and two. So this is uh, this is our bounce back week. Hopefully the team's fired up. Hopefully we found some juice that we had from week one to get back into this. And I'm going to take this episode right from the top because we have a lot of content to get into. But first off, this is what I want to talk about. Who are the 2019 Oakland Raiders? <sighs> I don't even know. I, I know they're not as good as what we thought they were going to be. You know, this wasn't going to be... You know, Gruden ironed everything out after his whatever, how many years off. It's not that Gruden came in and ironed everything out after year one and was going to come out firing year two. It wasn't that we're going to get all this young speed, put it on defense, and our defense was going to turn it around. Carr under the second year in the system so far isn't anything really different than what we saw last year. He is more comfortable at the line. And of course, this is the popular topic of the week. I think he's definitely more comfortable in the system. But is the system more comfortable with Derek Carr? Is the system more comfortable with our offense, period? Are our weapons fitting in? How is our offense doing for the 2019 Oakland Raiders? Right now, at least these last two games, was rough. And you got to remember, I think, what we're looking at now. We're coming off playing the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, which, I mean, Minnesota has been, for a while, a pretty dang good defense. And as of now, the Minnesota defense is really, really top-notch. So how far we take it 
or take our opinion from last week? I don't know. I mean, I'd, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I don't think that we're that bad of a team as what we saw last week because we still did do some, you know, good things here and there. Not a whole lot, but we still did some good things. We didn't do that many good things against, honestly, I was more disappointed with Kansas City. We definitely should, I think, did more against Kansas City. But for whatever reason, Andy Reid seems to have John Gruden's number. John Gruden's going to get outcoached by Andy Reid for the rest of his career at this point. So, yeah, I mean, we're definitely not that team that we saw the last two weeks. I think we're better than that. I think hopefully this week we show that. I'm hoping we see glimpses of week one. Hopefully, after the way that the fan base has reacted, the way the media has been kind of pressuring the team, I'm really hoping that they come out fired up here against the Colts. That's really what I'm looking at. That's really what it comes down to. And it really comes down to how are we going to come out and how are we going to attack this team? Are we just going to be conservative like we've been the last couple of games? Are we just going to try and come out and, yeah, you know, John Gruden's offense, this West Coast offense, are we just going to try and let it thrive off of these high percentage plays? Are we just going to try and dink and dunk it? Are we going to try and just get these little short yardage passes? Are we going to run the ball when we're supposed to run the ball and pass the ball when we're supposed to pass the ball? Or are we going to go off script a little bit? Are we going to take shots? Are we going to come out? Are we going to be a little dangerous? You know, there's actually a stat that came out this week. I forget who it was. I think it might be like Ben Baldwin. I don't recommend you guys following Ben Baldwin, even though this was a pretty good uh, reference. And it was teams, uh, percentages of plays that teams pass on second and eight or longer. So basically second and long. And the percent of plays that teams pass. The Raiders were in first place with 100% of, uh, of plays that are second and eight and longer. On second down, more than eight yards to go, the Raiders have passed it 100% of times. And I sit here and I think to myself, like, that's, you know, a good thing, right? Because you're supposed to pass it on second and long. But then I think, wow, we're really just doing this because that's what we're supposed to do. Are we not mixing things up? Are we going in first down? trying to run it every time are we trying to run it and a short throw every time on first down or then we go into second and long and we pass it every single time so if we pick up more than a few yards on second down then we'll run it we won't run it again because right we're not supposed to that's not in the rules why don't we go off script a little bit why don't we just call plays when we want to call plays we'll pick up chunks on no matter what the down is i don't care if it takes us to third and eight third and ten We'll go for it. Let's take some shots. Let's move the ball. I don't care what you're supposed to do, John Gruden. Get out of pocket a little bit. Come on. I mean, let's get this thing rolling. This is if you want to save this season, this is what we need to start doing. We need to start we need to start getting risky. Same thing goes to Derek Carr whenever we come to these situations. I hope that he's fired up after this week. I'm fired up after this week. I hope Derek Carr is fired up after those this week. And I hope he goes out there and maybe he goes off script a little bit. Maybe we see something a little bit out of the ordinary and he wants to take some more chances. We saw that with Kansas City. We saw a flash of the 2016 car dive for the first down. We thought he was feeling risky, um, but it just seemed like he's been a subject of a very conservative system the last two weeks. And I think it's time that we step out of the box. And I think it's time that these 2019 Oakland Raiders that we think aren't who they are, I think it's time that we make it even more confusing and we go out on Sunday and we flip the switch. I hope we confuse the heck out of this fan base and we go, what is going on? We were good week one. We sucked week two and three. We came out week four. We're great again. What football team are we? I hope we, I hope we bring up more questions. 
I want to bring up more questions because as of right now, every single person on the team is getting questioned. Every single person on the team right now I'm concerned with. So Raiders, prove everybody wrong. Get everybody on their toes. Get everybody confused at how well we played on Sunday. And let's get this thing going. But I will tell you guys one thing. I'm going to settle down a little bit. I'm going to get into some announcements. And just as crazy as this has been on Raiders Twitter and social media probably anywhere uh, the last few days, it's been pretty crazy at Raiders headquarters. So let's go over some things that happened this week. For those that are watching Gabe Jackson and what he's doing, John Gruden didn't seem to think that he would practice this week like many of us hoped. I definitely hoped he'd be practicing this week. Um, and maybe even playing on Sunday against Indianapolis doesn't look like it's going to happen. It definitely might be next week. Um, as a betting man, I said last week, hopefully this week, I'm not sure I'd even bet on next week. I could maybe see him maybe coming in and practicing maybe later in the week. If he's ready to go, maybe how many reps he takes. I'm not really sure. So Gabe Jackson watch, um, is still in full force. Looking for him to hit that practice field anytime. The Oakland Raiders have signed free agent linebacker Dakota Allen, the club announced Tuesday. Allen, a 6'1", 232-pound linebacker, was, a, was originally drafted in the seventh round, 251st overall by the Los Angeles Rams in this year's NFL draft. Allen appeared in all four exhibition contests this preseason and made one start, tallying 22 stops, 13 of those being solo, and one pass defensed. Allen was waived ahead of the regular season and signed to the team's practice squad where he remained for the first three weeks of his rookie campaign. The Raiders came in, swooped him up. We had a big need for linebacker because in a corresponding move with this, we placed linebacker Markel Lee, who I'm a pretty big fan of, on injured reserve. Um, you know, he was kind of banged up. Even Vontez Perfect was kind of banged up. Um, I think he was dealing with kind of like a bum shoulder, and then I think he had like an ankle deal. Um, and then we even had uh, Nicholas Morrow come out. Kind of was tweaking his ankle. He was kind of looking like he was cramping up, getting hurt. Um, luckily, both of them were still practicing. Unfortunately, Mark Lee goes on injured reserve. Um, we bring in linebacker Dakota Allen to hopefully, I mean, I don't know how much he's going to play, um, but he could get some playing time in there soon. Um, at least get involved in the rotation, see what he's all about. Um, so, yeah, linebacker was definitely something that we're tracking this week. We came in thin at the beginning of the year. Uh, we got into some trouble. Dakota Allen was the first move. Um, at least, you know, in this trialing time. Then, bam, the Raiders released wide receiver Ryan Grant, which Raider Nation was not too fond of anyways. Uh, Ryan Grant coming in with some pretty decent expectations. I think he only had like a one-year, $1 million contract, um, but was, you know, expected to kind of fill that wide receiver four role. Kind of got thrust into hopefully maybe he's a wide receiver two, wide receiver three after our unfortunate events. Um, and some of the stuff that are the hits that we've taken to the wide receiver group. Um, and he just didn't make plays. Uh, if you don't make plays, you don't show up and you underperform. This is what happens. Um, so Ryan Grant's gone. Uh, we just got a guy over there from green Bay. Uh, that could mean maybe he gets some reps on offense, not just as a kick returner. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, so Ryan Grant out of here, maybe even fan favorite Keelan Doss, uh, starts getting into the mix a little bit. Then we had another linebacker move. The Raiders promoted linebacker Justin Phillips from the practice squad. Uh, Not a whole lot about Justin Phillips. Not really a flashy move. I think he's just there for now. Um, Just kind of filling depth. Hopefully we don't really need him. I'm hoping the rest of our guys stay healthy. Hopefully Nicholas Morrow, uh, Tahir Whitehead, 
and Vontez Burfitt can really stay in there and stay healthy. Uh, maybe we let Dakota Allen and Justin Phillips rotate in a little bit. Um, but hopefully those three core guys stay, you know, really the most involved and stay healthy because we really need them for the most part. And now we had some eye-popping numbers after this week for Darren Waller. He had a franchise-best 26 receptions through the first three weeks. Um, 26 receptions actually ranks second in the NFL right now. 13 receptions during week three ranks second in club history and second among all single-game performances in 2019. Um, He hauled in 26 of 29 targets so far in 2019. Uh, and he has the second best reception percentage, 89.7, among tight ends and wide receivers. Uh, so Darren Waller is definitely making some waves here as a wide receiver, not just this typical tight end. Um, dude, I mean, big time. And shout out to Everett Gearlings over there from the Raiders for supplying his these stats on his Twitter page. Some good stuff. So make sure you follow him at egearlings. Um, that's Everett Gearlings right there. Uh, working for the Raiders. He's uh, in the PR department. Uh, some Always dropping some good positive stuff here for some Raiders players that are standing out. Um, and to wrap this thing up, outside of the Raiders, the NFL has actually dropped a proposal from the 18-game season to now trying to just expand it by one, making it 17 games. Um, and the first thing for me as a Raiders fan that pops out at making the season an odd amount of games is knowing that the Raiders are going to get screwed every year into only getting eight home games and nine away games. So for me personally, I do not support this. <laughs> Please make it even. We've already had uh, the wrong amount of home games compared to away games in these last few seasons. Let's not make this a growing trend for the rest of our lives. Keep it at 16, maybe expand the playoffs or something. I don't know. Maybe something that'll benefit the Raiders. Let's think about something like that. But yeah, outside the NFL, that's what we're dealing with. But at the end of the day, a lot of moves going on, a lot of drama, a lot of frustration. A lot of stuff happening. What it comes down to is this matchup against the Colts this week. And I don't really want to waste any more time. Had some audio issues tonight. Uh, I've been trying to work through them. I've had to re-record some things because things haven't been working right. Uh, So we're not going to mess around. I'm going to try and drop this a little bit shorter pod than usual during our midweek show. Um, So let's uh, let's go ahead and dive into this Indianapolis Colts matchup this Sunday. So going into this game, the one thing I can't stop myself from looking at is the injury report, mainly for both teams. And first, looking at ours, Trent Brown, who's been practicing limited the last couple days, uh, he had the knee injury from last week that held him out of practice, Uh, just a little knee soreness, should I say, nothing crazy, came out at the end of the game, if you remember, versus the Chiefs. Well, he came out at the end of the game again versus the Vikings because he actually got his ankle rolled up on at the beginning of the game. He still played the rest of the game, then came out. Um, So at that point, he's been practicing on a limited basis, which is good. Last week, he actually did not part almost all week, I think, and then maybe had like a full part or limited. Um, The final practice day of the week was good to go. So we're kind of dealing with the same thing again this week. Trent Brown should be just fine. I mean, hopefully should be fine. And then we have Vontez Perfect, um, again, who's been dealing with some nagging injuries. I didn't think he'd be practicing much this week because we kind of went through this linebacker frenzy. Um, You know, him coming off, of course, with the shoulder injury and kind of just dealing with a few other nagging little things. Um, He's practicing on a limited basis. We have Dwayne Harris, who still hasn't practiced. Uh, Nicholas Morrow, um, he's practicing limited, the other linebacker. We have Gabe Jackson, like I said earlier, he's still on watch. Kyle Wilbur is in there on a limited basis. So that's pretty much 
every single one of our linebackers, um, besides the guys that we just added, was hurt. Um, that's including Markel Lee, who was just put on injury reserve. Um, and then we have Jordan Devy, who was limited, and Benson Mayoa, who's been limited. They were just added to that list today on Thursday. So that's something to keep track of. Mainly Benson Mayoa. We need him out there definitely for sure. Um, Jordan Devy's kind of been in the mix of this offensive line work. Denzel Good um, should be good to go, hopefully now, um, along with Richie Incognito now, our offensive guard. Hopefully Incognito's now able to play um, at his spot where he's been practicing all offseason at left guard. Um, but now it's shifting over to the Indianapolis Colts, and this is where we should have an advantage this weekend because they are banged up, big time banged up. And right at the top of the list, what I'm looking at is T.Y. Hilton, who is the biggest question mark because he's been dealing with this quad injury. Um, he's a little shaken up coming out of that last game. Um, and he hasn't practiced all week. We have Malik Hooker, who just had surgery. They trimmed his like meniscus or something. Um, kind of crazy. So he's gone. We have Darius Leonard, who got a concussion. He hasn't been practicing, so he's out. So we could be missing their best safety, Malik Hooker, who was a great rookie safety last year. He could be missing Darius Leonard, who's like the defensive rookie of the year last year, one of the best linebackers we've seen come out their rookie year was a beast. He could be gone. I mean, they even have guys like that. I mean, their center is banged up. I mean, they have defensive ends banged up. I mean, they've been without – it's Sheard, who I don't think has been playing, but he's kind of practicing on a limited basis now. So he's a little shaken up. I mean, each team – I mean, at this point, the Indianapolis Colts have like 12 or 13 players on their injury list. I mean, they are on their injury report. They are banged up. We got a few guys, um, really only three or four concerns, though. But the Indianapolis Colts right now, they are priming us for a great bounce-back week. Uh, we need to go in there, and I mean, I you know, still, of course – they're going to have this great offensive line. They have a great offensive line. Um, unfortunately, it comes at a time when Andrew Luck is not there anymore in Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Colts finally have a great offensive line. Jacoby Brissett is under center. Um, and Marlon Mack has came out and shown that he is a top running back uh, in this league playing for the Indianapolis Colts. He is a threat out of the backfield. They have guys like Naheem Hines. And even though that T.Y. Hilton might not be out there, um, they have one of my favorite players coming out of college. Unfortunately, um, I really like the Michigan Wolverines, but unfortunately playing a team like Ohio State over and over again, um, seeing Paris Campbell out there tear him up, he's going to be out there as well, um, kind of their little gadget wide receiver. Interested to see what the Colts can do downfield, spreading the field. Um, they've been lucky uh, to kind of run uh, this 12 personnel, but still be able to stretch the field vertically. Getting Eric Ebron in there. I mean, they're running two tight end sets constantly. Marlon Mack coming out of that backfield. Um, without T.Y. Hilton now, I mean, if he is actually going to be gone, it's going to be itch- interesting to see what this defense or what this offense does to our defense. Um, hopefully, we're kind of able to hold him up, but the biggest, I think, matchup worry that I'm concerned with is going to be Eric Ebron what we're going to do to cover Eric Ebron because he can kind of do both. He's not going to be that Darren Waller type. He's not going to be that Rob Gronkowski. He's not going to be that Travis Kelsey. Um, he can get in there and he can block. Um, he, he can get in a normal 12 personnel set, line up on the offensive line, and run some fantastic routes for a tight end. Uh, you know, pretty much, I mean, with a hand in the dirt. I mean, or should I say turf, given that we're going to be a Lucas Oil Stadium. So... What we got to do now as a defense 
is hopefully game plan. And what we looked at also in Paul Gunther's uh, interview or in his press conference was that LaMarcus Joyner, who was coming off the field quite often for us, isn't going to be doing that. He was very excited um, because he was scheming him you know, more into the game plan this week. He's not going to be coming off the field. Last week, you noticed when he went into base defense, LaMarcus Joyner was coming off the field. Unacceptable. You don't leave Curtis Riley in there and take LaMarcus Joyner off the field. So hopefully this week, our defense makes those proper adjustments. LaMarcus Joyner, I still don't think is going to be the guy to cover Eric Ebron. I'm interested to see what we come up with. Maybe some more Eric Harris. Maybe we put a guy like Daryl Worley on a special assignment. I really want to see Paul Gunther get creative. Let's not just be normal. Let's not just put our guys where they're supposed to be and just play this as a normal defense. Let's go out there and just like I said with John Gruden, let's mix it up a little bit. Let's let's be a little out of pocket. Let's put guys maybe where they're not supposed to be to cover their best weapons. I don't want to see Curtis Riley covering the number one wide receiver like we did last week with Adam Thielen. Maybe put Darrell Worley over there on Eric Ebron. Let Gary Conley worry about Paris Campbell. Let's mix some things up, Paul Gunther, because your seat is just as hot as anybody else's here. So we got to get things going. Pass rush right now. I'm worried about. We didn't get a whole lot of pressure last week on Kirk Cousins later in the game. And I don't know how much we're going to get here in Indianapolis because they have a great offensive line. They have a great offensive line. So we're going to have to be creative. We're going to have to bring some pressure. We're going to have to bring some heat to really get to the quarterback. Um, defense matched up on this offense um, is going to be something to watch. Not, I wish I could be a little bit more confident in our defense right now, but I'm not. They need to come out. They need to prove me wrong. But let's take a look at the offense. And this is going to be pretty cut and dry. I've already hit that we need to bounce back. I already hit on we need John Gruden to go out there and be out of pocket. That's going to be the theme of this game. Be a little out of pocket because it's good. I mean, we got, we got to be a little different. We can't be ourselves. We got to go out there with a different identity. We got to be a little daredevilish. Go out there and let's make some plays. This defense, this Indianapolis Colts defense, can give us those big plays that we want. As Raider fans, We want those big plays, right? We have consistency. We have Derek Carr's high percentage of passing, right? We have his, you know, pre-snap calls. We have his reads. We have all this stuff. Now we just want the big plays. We want the shots. We want to go out there. We want some magic. This Indianapolis Colts defense should give us those opportunities. Raiders fans, I know... I thought we had a chance to beat these Minnesota Vikings last weekend. Little did I know it was going to be ugly. But Raider Nation, I really think that this offense can go into Indianapolis against this defense that's banged up, and we can have fun. We can legitimately have fun. We can have those big plays. We can go back to the Denver the Denver drives where we're throwing to a pretty much a wide-open Tyro Williams streaking down the middle of the field, where we can throw it to Darren Waller, where we can get Josh Jacobs in space, and that's one thing that we have to do. We got to get Josh Jacobs the ball more. I mean, I get it. Our wide receiver group is struggling right now. We thought we were going to be a lot deeper than what we are. I mean, we had some good depth. I just feel like we got like a wide receiver one in Tyro Williams, and we have like a bunch of wide receiver threes and fours. We don't have a wide receiver too, but our wide receiver too needs to be Darren Waller. We got to work him into the system just like Tyrell Williams and our wide receiver three. We have two wide receiver threes out there and that needs to be Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro. 
depending on the personnel set, depending on what the defense is giving us, that's who we need to be using in the passing game. Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs, that needs to be our short yardage, uh, need to pick up some yards. Guys, big plays, Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams. Get down the field, make some big plays, and maybe work in some other weapons. How hard is that? What, are we just going to pass it to the same three guys all game, John Gruden? Get some personnel in there, get some weapons, get some options, spread this offense out, and get things rolling. It's as simple as that. If you guys noticed, I'm sorry, I find myself like this now the last few episodes. I'm getting fired up. I'm getting way too fired up. Normally, I just get in here. I just kind of discuss some things. But I, I got a lot of emotion pouring into these things because I want so badly to see this team step up and be the team that they can be. I want to see us hit the ceiling. I want to see us hit our ceiling. I want to see us play where we can. I want to see us win some football games. I want to have a good Sunday. Raider Nation, I think you guys can agree with me. I just want to have a good Sunday this Sunday. I want to wake up for a 10 a.m. game. I want to come in here. I want to do our live broadcast for those of you uh, that don't follow me on Twitter or follow the podcast at Raider Cody Pod. I fired it up last week kind of randomly. Um, I'm doing a live stream broadcast now 30 minutes before kickoff. So at 930, go to Twitter, follow at Raider Cody Pod. There will be a live stream broadcast breaking down the game, breaking down what we should see that weekend. Joining me soon should be Fallon Smith from Blue Wires, keeping it 300. Uh, we'll both be in there kind of just chopping it up, seeing what's going down, talking with Raider Nation, getting fired up for the game. And hopefully this week after the game, we can have a good Sunday. We can get in there 10 a.m., have a good rest of our morning, get things going, get all fired up, have a good week. I mean, because really, it reflects on our fan base big time. So hopefully we can get in there, we can have a good week, get things rolling. Um, but other than that, you guys hear our post-game call-ins after the game, immediately after the game. I don't care what it is. Call into this podcast, 808-650-7220. Leave your opinion, leave your reaction. And if you guys don't mind, if you've made it this far and you listen on Apple Podcasts app, do me a favor right now, get on that podcast app, leave a rating, which is hopefully a five-star rating, leave a review. That is a good reflection on this podcast. That's a way of giving back to the hard work that I put into this thing, all the time that I use uh, to keep you guys hopefully entertained. Uh, so like I said, leave a rating, leave a review. Um, that's a way to give back. Let's go into this weekend positive and hope for the best, guys. That's all we can do at this point. Cheer for this team on this long road trip because they're going straight from Indianapolis to London. Let's hope we start this big, long road trip off right. We need it. We need it. So the next time you guys talk to me or hear from me, should I say, and Kenny King Jr. is going to be Sunday night after the game. And let's hope it's going to be after a W. So, Raider Nation, until Sunday night, I'll see you guys later.